games are the latest craze to sweep the country and most of the world, too. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. Finish him. I'll be back. He's alive! He's alive! Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 87th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Audio Technica, and AK Racing. I'm not so humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today, my two partners in crime, Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart, and uh, Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD. Welcome back to the Nameless Table. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The energy levels are so low. I know I'm tired, and I know Brendan's tired. <laughs> are you These coffees me? couldn't do nothing. Like, literally, before we hit play, we were bouncing around this room. I've got, a, I've got two large coffees room. in here right now. I was now. just having a go at you. That's not, like, that's not <laughs> bouncing off the room. That's was- just passion. I was bouncing off this room trying to escape Brendan's fire. Just quietly, mate. You have got to see a doctor. You're probably not too far from the truth <laughs> um, for a whole slew of reasons. But uh, <laughs> yes, my, my anus does does deliver some bad news quite regularly. So uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that in advance. Uh, it's it's routine team. though. It's, it's absolutely it routine. routine. So I always do like a sneaky, cheeky snap one with my snap game before we start. Mm-hmm. We always plan to start an hour early than we do. I'm always 10 minutes late. You always let a, a, a toxic, gaseous uh, explosion off in the room before we start. And then we just go straight into it. And Ali uh, puts up with do all jack of shit. it. Yeah. Puts up with all of it. Yeah, just tolerates. I, I, I see it as I'm like almost um, cleansing the room. Like Oh, like how the priests do with like the... The holy water, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, the, the, or the sage. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm coming in and getting all the bad spirits out, especially <laughs> oh, after out. last week. They're out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in here with my sage and whatever else, you know, hitting the walls and saying a couple of blessings and now we're good to record. From the 8-bit Bible itself. That's you're it. Quoting. It's only two pages. So far. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty, plenty of room for it to, to be written in further. We've, yeah. got, we've got all the time in the world ahead of us. We do indeed. We do indeed. Speaking we, of time... Uh-huh. What have you been doing with your time this past calendar week? Time? Time. Um, who wants to start? I'll start. You want to start? Oh, I'm happy to get mine out of the way because I've just been doing the same old, same old. Yeah. It's just Destiny 2 on PC. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Animal Crossing. Um, I honestly have been slowly drifting away from Animal Happens. Crossing. Um, only because I am like, I don't know, same old, same old people. And I'm kind of getting bored with the same old people. This what? is probably not a good reflection on my friendship or my social life. What's the name of the the debt collector again? The the beaver debt collector guy? Uh, he is a, a raccoon, raccoon, right? Raccoon, Thank sorry. You. And his name's Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Tom That's Nook. it. Please don't disrespect the Tom Nook. Do you owe Tom any money? I do not. Okay. Oh, well. I am financially Ooh, free. You're in the black. So you can walk yeah. away clean. He's not going to come for you. And not yet. Actually, he'll find he, a reason. He, he sits in my in my park, so. He'll, he'll find me. I've heard if you owe Gentleman him caller, money, Tom yeah. Nook. If you owe Gentleman him money caller? and you don't pay up, he'll send the sheriff around and they'll start like going through your I shit, even, I even know taking things sheriff. that are worth anything. But there, there is, is a sheriff. There is a quiz. I should get you guys to take the quiz where it um you do this little quiz and it you know teams you up with a pal from the village. So okay. I might make you guys do the test. I'd, I'd, I'd gladly take I got the a uh, Animal Crossing <laughs> quiz test. Yeah. What's the hyena? His, his name His name is... His name is... I went really Aussie then. His name. 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 <laughs> his name is Kyle, and he's a Kyle. 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 
and um kyle the hyena yeah and he's into like vintage shits apparently but yeah animal crossing you know you know one thing talking about accents and pronunciations and things that really grinds my gears is how americans say craig how they say craig craig it weirds me the fuck out get it right america well it's craig it's because I come from Screw Attack and everyone keeps on going Craig, 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 and I don't think it's that guy. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's Craig. Yep. No, it's and Craig. Yeah. <clears throat> Get it right. I'm fine with it. Where's Keep the going. E coming from, guys? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean. how they, it's how they do their AI. Aluminum. There's no AI in aluminum. <laughs> no, that's the other word that they say aluminum, al- aluminium. Aluminium. I had to like spell out <laughs> aluminium <laughs> in my head for me. I'm like, yeah. No, that's the other word that they pronounce weirdly. Uh, Destiny 2 Destiny on 2 PC? Th- that, on PC that's what you're talking about right uh, yeah I've, I'm fucking Lone Ranger at the moment although I hear someone else is currently playing it and not anymore yeah. you're not Magically, a Lone Ranger I mean I am still playing it but you're not a Lone Ranger anymore I was still kind of like a Lone Ranger but you know whatever um, <laughs> level 17 at the moment um, I've been holding off completing the story because I seem to be repeating it a lot with people mm-hmm. that do play um, but it's it's still great. Like I, I don't understand why some people don't play it or say that no one's playing it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Destiny the game, no one plays. I'm like, plenty of people man. play. It. I I think that um, because I got to level, I th- I don't even think I got to twenty. I think I got to nineteen and just stopped. But I finished the story, and as soon as I finished the story, I was kind of like, eh, kind of out and i think maybe that's the feeling people have where it's like maybe yeah i've played a lot of destiny one the combat's almost the same and uh the story's done so i'm done yeah i don't know like the story i guess in a sense the story's not always done like you've always got the little side missions and then you can evolve from destiny like the destiny lore and all the back stuff that's happening but um maybe some people are just more story driven and then once that's taken away they're <clears> like well that i they have no ambition to just continue on or keep on playing well, but for what? me i i don't know i like roaming i mm. love like roaming with mates and just like it's kind of like a really good like background game that you guys can just like you can banter have a chat 100%. and hang out with while you just play destiny you don't really have to have any kind of like underlying yeah mm. mission so it's, i just think it's good it's one of the easiest games to lose time in like exactly. it is just a time like and this isn't a, a negative it's a time sink like you can jump into this game and then look at your clock and it's five hours later yeah. and you're just like holy shit where'd that time go like it's, and, and that's what happened this week I, I jumped in on it on pc um finally i've had it had it sitting on the on the computer for a while but i uh, jumped in i've nearly hit level 15 so i'm trying to get to level 20 this weekend so i can get back on that grind mm. um i've been skipping all the cutscenes just yeah. because yes we've we've you done know. the done the story know how it works so i'm just pushing through as quick as i can to get to that end content because um curse of osiris the dlc drops on december 5th yeah which I'm excited for. It is a great story, though. I have to admit, um, and I'm only really recalling it now that we're talking about it, but I actually really did like the story a lot. I thought there was much more um, fleshed out uh, mm. around the villains. Um, even like the Taken King from Destiny 1, that uh, you knew it was the big bad and it was very um, like malicious and dark and... Mm you know bad but it was also quite faceless yeah they, they gave they gave Gaul a lot of depth mm. i love that character mm. um i i i love the voice acting as well it was so commanding but this is like although it's very typical of me i felt really um like i felt compassion towards him like i'm like i get yeah. where he's coming and from no he's 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 got uh, he's not a two-dimensional clefty. villain he's not a two-dimensional villain at all mm. and that's why it's great mm. i think those are the best villains the ones that you can empathize with definitely yeah. although i always feel like i'm empathizing with villains um 
Because you are a villain. Ouch. No, I think she's an anti-hero. An anti-hero? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe you see that you Bit play it both ways. Yeah. It depends on yeah. what's in it yeah. for you. I'm down. <laughs> oh. So one thing I actually wanted to ask, now that you've started on PC, what character did you choose? Did you go Titan? <laughs> Don't tell me you went Titan. I went a Titan again. You're a f- I went Hunter. Yeah. I, I Are went you a Titan. Yeah. Are you guys kidding me? <laughs> Are you not at all interested in experiencing the game from any other perspective? I I like I've I, played Warlock. I gravitated over Titan and I'm like, mm, oh fuck Warlock. Mm. Um yeah, but like no, I fucking hate Warlocks. Mm. Um it's so fun. Them and their farty, floaty fucking jump. <laughs> God damn. Um anytime you see them just like flying around like a fairy. Yeah. Especially um, with them fairy wings that you can get. Okay, I do love that. I love that these guys are walking around with guns I and hate they the got wings. fairy wings. I hate the wings. I love that. That was one thing was I rolling did love. Shout out to two games one PC. Old Seb. Yeah. I don't know if he's still using them. Or if he's going to be using him again on PC, if he's going to roll Warlock again. But yeah, he's got those nice gold blingy wings and he wears them with pride. He does wear them with pride. I I wasn't a fan. I really wasn't a fan. There's something very feminine about wings and I don't like that you pigeonholed into that. Nothing wrong with it, but it's like, it's not everyone's look. And Warlocks are meant to be badass, right? Mm. Badass. That's what I thought when I'm like, yeah, I'm a Warlock. I got like magic and shit. So that's why I didn't really go Titan because, like, I still would have gone a female character, but <clears throat> Titans are thick. Female Titans are thick. Yeah, because um, I've always, like, in Destiny 1 and then on the PlayStation 4 playthrough, I had a female Awoken Titan, but mm-hmm. I've gone the male Awoken Titan this time around. Uh, so I'm just right. this stocky Hulk. Titan nugget rolling around See, town. Hunters are the sexiest <clears throat> ones. They have the weirdest dance. They've got the, the best cloak. The girls have the weirdest dance. Mm-hmm. It's some, like, interpretive dance bullshit, mm. but they have the most. Uh, appealing body so i went hunter female again <laughs> yeah i i love their cloak like the fact they have that titans have the titan mark or aka the the sexy tea towel uh um, the butt flap or the butt flap or the little side one that's hanging off the hip mm-hmm. um and then the, the poor old warlock's got the armband yeah like, that's pretty bad but yeah titan i mean Dudes hunters have, have got that gangster yeah. gangster cloak and when you get the ones with like made out of the fur with the animal heads and stuff they're so good yeah they're yeah. pretty sick god they're good i can't wait like <clears throat> with this new installment there's like because what i got from the trailer was a very like aztec kind of mm-hmm. vibe so i'm yeah. like there's gonna be some good gear coming out of this yeah, so I'm I'm keen. That's December December the first, I think, or no, December the fifth. Sorry, that's dropping. So I think so. I want to get to to twenty over this weekend, uh, and then try and get on that uh, that gear level grind and get up to a to suitable number so I can start doing them strikes. Did you finish the raid? No, yeah, me either. <laughs> me either. I haven't finished the raid. Yeah, yeah. I've done all the the little mini subsects getting up to the final boss, but didn't even get to run the final boss when we played. So when does the DLC come out? December fifth. December fifth. Mm-hmm. So it's coming up. Pretty yeah. soon, Curse of Osiris, first one. Yeah, right. Looks good, as as mm. you said, the the art style or, or just the 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 where they're trying to ground this thing in, where it is this pseudo Aztec sort of culture looking vibe to it. Looks great, sick. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, and apart from that, I just revisited um, Broforce. Have oh, you guys really? played Broforce? I have. No, I know I it. I haven't played it. I got that on. Um, I think it was on the PlayStation Plus deal for free. Mm. about six months ago i think yeah i was just playing it on pc on mm. steam because this is one of those good like throwaway games that you can play with like anyone anywhere really so you can just jump in and i love just all the homage to like all the action heroes mm. and i noticed that they've actually put a lot more female action heroes in there so oh. so it's just a good game all around but yeah that's all i've been up to you need those games because they you have so many um triple a's and so many like destiny 2's that uh, you just like have to invest so much time into it. It's good to pick up a game where you can put it down and walk away from it. Oh, and you've, yeah, you've had your exactly. you've had your fun. 
exactly. And it's just a good, like, non-serious game to play with friends where people can't really mm. get too overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> a bit too competitive. I, I'm sort of enjoying that with jumping back into Destiny 2, though, funnily enough, where it is, until you get to that end-game content, it is non-serious. Mm. It is just yeah. Yeah, yeah. casual banter, blowing up a heap of stuff, shooting a heap of enemies float jumping or double jumping or whatever popping supers pushing each other off cliffs yeah yeah um and especially at this time of year like truth be told i'm feeling very overwhelmed with yeah. the games that are out at the moment like yeah. i've got yeah. a back catalog that i'm trying to work through that is just drowning me yeah. um i've still barely touched mario odyssey i'm only a few hours into that still haven't finished wolfenstein 2 uh finished fractured butthole which okay. is check off the list haven't touched Assassin's Creed Origins. Haven't touched Call of Duty World War II. Um, I've got Skyrim VR there that I need to try. Which I still I'm, need to install that now for yeah. Switch. Um, Golf Story. Still haven't finished Golf Story. And now um, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Frozen Wildlands or Frozen Wilds. If- um, I need to get into that too. Like, There's too much going on and I'm getting sort of gun shy i'm almost really signed up though for a lot of these new releases which i definitely wouldn't have yeah but But even i felt overwhelmed but that's the the culture of it if i didn't Mm. buy any new games and only play games in my collection my existing collection that i haven't finished i'd be fine for another 12 months i think honestly and i'd probably agree with you (laughs) i mean i keep on going i'm glad we uh (laughs) i'm glad we can cut um like a no, civil discussion but it's it it is absolutely crazy mm-hmm. uh because even like games from last year i've got games from two years ago that i still mm-hmm. haven't finished <clears throat> and it's such a shame because you want to but there's just something else that's out this is the the culture i guess that we're in at the moment um we have to be more selective maybe or I maybe i've so. just got to stop playing wow yeah please please stop playing wow and get on destiny 2 with us on the pc yes it's everyone super fun join us and join the 8-Bit Nation clan. Yeah, we've got a clan. I never got into this. Sorry. Yeah, it's very I feel relevant. like I've let the 8-Bit Nation down. Yeah, there's there's pending invites in your inbox across your platforms to join us. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Well, look, Smuck, what have you been up to lately? What um, did you do this week? Yeah, so Destiny 2, obviously, that which we've already touched on, so I don't want to unpack that again. But uh, loving it on the PC, mm-hmm. playing it on the controller to uh, everybody's anger don't worry i'm gonna hit him it. later everyone. i could give a shit mm. uh it's just it's comfort food for me I've you're restricting it. yourself it oh, really no. is a case of that like you have no idea the wonderful freedoms you, of like mouse and keyboard i think i know what it is <clears> though like you're happy to um enjoy it in a leisurely fashion you're yeah. not looking to be the best sharpest shooter out there in destiny um so you're not interested in like the competitive side of it. Is and, that about right? Until I try Crucible and try it with the controller, I'm not going to feel the need to pivot because the standard AI-based enemies, I can more than happily take them all down with the oh, controller. Sure. And I plan a higher sensitivity on the controller anyway. So I, it's it's not that much of a drop-off. I just would the be, buttons just feel right in my hands like that. I, don't I would be super WAMG. interested to see what your first Crucible run looks like. I would be very interested to see that. Can you record that, please? I'll do my best, yeah. All I want to see is people just popping you, like, from all across whatever map if, you're on. If I come out in this first match with the positive KD, <laughs> you guys can then not rubbish me for playing on controller I, on look, Destiny 2. It's your anything. death sentence, you know what I mean? Like, as far as... No, it's the other player's death sentence oh, right. because I'm the executioner. <laughs> all right. Son... 
no, like it's entirely up to you. I'm I have this um, discussion from time to time with people in fight game communities because there's always the like debate, like do you play stick or do you play control like pad? And uh, like pad, pad, stick or pad, yeah, that's the the debate. And There's a lot some of people menstrual thread there, I can tie in somehow. Nice, I went cricket. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for there's there's a lot of looking down How's on that? people who play pad because uh, there's a like an idea out there that playing stick allows you to move more freely. Um, so stick is the equivalent of keyboard and mouse, like a fight say. stick. Yeah, it is, and it's certainly like the preferred option for pros. But pad, a lot of people play very successfully with pad. Um, myself being one of them. So I see your point, and I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other. Yeah, it's just I'm comfortable with it. That's all I've known with Destiny, and why change a good thing? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how my first Crucible match goes. I'll be sure to game capture that. Please. So you can watch all my glory or lack thereof, depending on how it goes. I'll be transparent. Um, speaking of transparency, the Justice League movie. Transparent? Meh. <laughs> Meh. I don't want to know. I really don't want to know about this. I will not dive spoilers. I will not be that guy. No spoilers. Just going to give you a broad stroke, oh, as boy. I know you both like. Love a broad stroke. Um, Saturday morning. <laughs> let, let's, let's say six out of ten at the best. Okay. Like it's, I didn't walk out of there going, man. I wish I had my eighteen dollars back for a ticket. Sure. Wait, did he? <clears throat> I'm so I'm soitin. I'm soitin that you gave Suicide Squad this six. Maybe that's just my benchmark for DC films. Who knows? <sighs> um, it's not good being a DC fan. It really isn't. Yeah. It's hard at the moment. I uh, think for the DC universe, it's and and I I I want to talk about it and get into spoilers so bad now. I'm analyzing things, but. I just don't want to be that guy. It's just the whole movie at the end of it, you're just like, okay, so so what happens now? This is just two hours of bro downs and Batman jokes. Like Batman, who's typically darker, more serious, deadpan. He's the Dark Knight, you know? Yeah. And in Batman vs. Superman, he was very much like that. He was very brooding straight down the line. But in this, he's cracking jokes or he's the butt of jokes. They're trying to play off that success of a Deadpool 2 or Deadpool or a Guardians. Avengers. Avengers. They're trying to get that like, yeah, man, let's let's fight some bad guys. But let's do it with a smile sort of thing. And it's just... Well, then it just sounds like they're trying to be like, they're trying to grab from this side of it, but then they're like, oh, but we've got to throw this in there as well. And it's just not working. It's with, bouncing. With the exception <clears throat> of Wonder Woman, I've found uh, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman to be very nihilistic films like i feel like the that snyder doesn't actually like batman or superman and he actively portrays them in such a bad way like he may they don't look good in batman versus superman both of them look very narrow-minded very dogmatic uh and very just kind of at odds and the story just doesn't work for them either um to like to justify it when you compare it to like civil war for example where it's like um, a conflict of ideals, mm. but both of them are actually fervently believing that they're doing the right thing, Iron Man and, and Captain America. Mm. And you juxtapose that with two other heroes, Batman and Superman, who are... Just throwing their toys in the cot? Well, yeah, just really uh, taking, I don't know, like really uncompromising stances on something that seems a lot simpler to sort of resolve. Mm. Uh, it just seems so dumb. Wonder Woman it knocked out of the park, though. I've... 
I love Wonder Woman. I think that's such a great film. <clears throat> it was a good film, yeah. It I didn't mind brilliant. that. But yeah, just just some of even just the what word the motives of some of these characters just don't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's skewed. Some of the casting's brilliant. Like Jason Momoa as Aquaman, like he's he's a boss. You know, he's Bloosh. just an attention magnet on the screen. Him and Gal Gadot, mm. you see them two together, and you're like, imagine the perfect babies you two would make. Like <laughs> they are the embodiment of of beauty for both sexes. They'd be I dare tall say. children. Um, so I, I love those two in it. Um, Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, he's all right. He's he's that typical awkward comedic nerdy relief. Um, in this film he's almost like cast they almost cast him as sort of spider-man in mm. in civil war or oh, yeah. in um, the amazing sense. spider-man where he's this like oh my god i'm hanging out with these larger than life heroes and, and let's be friends and and so they're they're really playing to those sort of isolated nerdy geek tropes does barry uh like barry allen does barry allen have friends in dc world like or is he absolutely a shut-in it, it depends on which, I guess, story arc you tie into. But he isn't like this isolated introvert. Like, he no. is sociable and he's got friends and and a life outside of being the Flash. Yeah. But they play up that other like that other direction with this film where he is a loner, mm. doing his own thing. Right. Super geek kind of thing. Yeah. And, and Cyborg, like, he's in there and, and he's got some utility and some value. But so many times I'm watching and, and there'd be scenes I'm like... Why? What's what's your reasoning for this? Where's your thought process coming from for this, mate? Like, what's the CG like for Cyborg? It looks a bit shoddy in the trailer, I think. Yeah, All the CG in the trailer looks, looks very shoddy. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. You can notice it. Like it uh, is very very glaring. Yeah, like, see that that bothers obvious. me too much because then you're just you're focusing on it. You're just yeah. like I understand this is like a comic book movie, it's a superhero movie, and so it's watching a movie like this and going, this looks really unrealistic mm-hmm. is a stupid cop out. But even on that trailer, and I'm a DC fan, I just watched that trailer and just went, oh no. Yeah. So I've been hesitant about going to see this film anyway. Yeah, yeah. like I'd I'd still watch it. Like it is, it's it's yet another comic book based popcorn film like mm. you're not going to walk out of it wanting to burn dc to the ground or go lynch Zack snyder Ouch. um anything like that but you're left wanting more like it is still very much the poor cousin to marvel's universe like they're trying so hard to to replicate what marvel are doing by plugging in these comedic light-hearted like go team elements There's a where time they should have just place. went the dark route they should have just went that heavy Tone. Well, speaking of like burning things to the ground, do they absolutely like level cities and kill thousands of innocent people again in this film? <laughs> no, no, no. And and that's what I mean. Like the the antagonist, he he's sort of his name's Steppenwolf, um, mm. which just makes me think of the band. And then I bop along to a bit of like eighties <laughs> rock and things like that. But um, it's a story for another day. Um, they don't flesh him out too heavily. Um, he's he's a bit of a badass in in scenes, but then afterwards, you just, it's it's just another one of those forgettable mm. DC antagonists, just like in Suicide Squad, just like in oh in in Superman, what? um, old mate in Superman whose name escapes me right now. The Zod, yeah, Zod's Zod's a bit more believable. He's probably the best um antagonist they've done in this reboot of that the dc though. franchise and that's not saying too much truth be told actually speaking of cg i wanted to ask because um on the interwebs on the twitter sphere uh there's a photo circulating of superman's face and everyone's saying that his mustache got cg'd out is that true is superman looking 
Bung? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <sighs> yeah, and and I don't want to talk Superman too much about. He's obviously in there. Like it's the worst kept he's, he's, secret. Yeah, because he's in all the promotional shots. Yeah, he he does he and does he get a mention and and you know it it ties like it ties into to Lois Lane struggling to get back to real life after losing her soon to be husband Superman Clark Kent. Um, so there is a bit of that where she's she's dealing with the loss of her man and having flashbacks and all that. So he weaves in there a bit. Maybe they did CG I the um the stash out. <laughs> I can't remember. I didn't pay enough attention. Go. Should be a fucking mustache on that upper lip there, but like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's should, a bit sloppy. The whole movie was a bit sloppy should, to me. Should be oh. should be mentioned that Snyder had to leave this film halfway through because of the unfortunate death of his daughter. Mm. Um, yeah, I which think is that a was, tragedy. I think that was the unfortunate thing that happened that pulled him away, mm. and so Joss Whedon stepped in to uh, help take over directing the mm. rest of the film, putting it together. So it, with that, and that's like straight away splitting the vision of the director and the initial um you know vision of the film that he might have had uh, and so it's always going to be a bit jagged i guess because of that i wonder um, how marvel bit, felt about this too with joss, Whedon's joss has been like the marvel man well he he in left so many franchises he yeah, left he but, left and why like they were just too mm, over the top mm. taking over creative control and he's obviously not for that shit mm. um so it's like uh, like i can forgive the film for maybe being a little bit uh i guess um, in terms of in terms of like mm. pacing maybe if the pacing's off yeah, or the tone's a little bit off yeah I, I could maybe forgive that for that reason it's just I, I probably have a better mm. time forgiving it if the other movies were better mm. um, but they weren't uh, so yeah <laughs> I don't know man uh, I'll, I'll watch it I feel like I'll watch it and, I, and who knows like, like you see the ongoing Ben Affleck sagas will he or won't he continue as Batman yeah, he wants out he's back in I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Ben salt. Affleck oh that too yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not Grabbing a fan a of, uh, I'm yeah, not I'm a fan not, of Affleck's Batman from I like Batman. him Superman. I like him as Batman give me John Hamm give me John Hamm he would have been the perfect Batman he would have been a great oh, yeah. Batman yeah but I actually an older more haggard Batman. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Great oh, work. Oh, God. Imagine having John Great Hammond casting. and Jason Momoa in the same film. I would die. Gosh. There'd be some sticky seats in them cinemas. What else, my friend? <laughs> um, as I said before, still pushing through a bit of Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus. Mm-hmm. It's still great. Machine games have smashed it, as they do. They've, they've got that FPS formula down to a bloody fine art. Yeah. Um, I want to try and get that finished sometime in the next <laughs> week or so, but like... I don't have the highest of hopes on on achieving that. I, I fly out for the week on Monday, so mm. we'll see. We'll see. I got to pick and choose my battles, and sadly, I'm losing most of these ones. I'm it's, picking it's and choosing. It's kind of sad actually hearing you like, kind of like, almost like book in time for your gaming. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I've got to for your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanna I wanna get to the end of the the BJ Blazkowicz story because he's he's a great character and. Just the larger-than-life storytelling they do with this game is second to none. Like, it does get a bit cheesy here or there, but it, it mm. fits into the universe they've created. Yeah. And it's just so, so satisfying. Like, just mowing down countless enemies again and again and again in creative ways with weapons that you can customize. Like, the weapon customization in this game is very understated, I think. Um, the fact that you can take your SMG and, and change it to, like, a, a nail-firing round or make it silent so you can then go that stealth route or mm. a more monotonous, slow thud sort of delivery of weaponry. The fact that there is those different angles to go at because you can't go ham in this game. You can't rush rooms again and again because you're going to die. Like, I die yeah, so right. much playing this game. Every time is, I've watched someone play it, they're dying constantly. Yeah, yeah, because 
especially in the early stages of this game, like where your health won't stay at a fixed above 50. Like you can obviously pick up health packs to, to go above 100 and up to, to 150, I think is the cap, but it, it depreciates because you are pretty well dead man walking. Like you're, you're held together by machinery and, and, you're, and tape and stitches and everything else. Like you're, you're in the wars. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's this constant searching for health and armor to push forward, yet you're then inundated with Nazis and large weaponry and dogs and death. And it's insane. Like it's tense. It's so tense. And there is a stealth requirement. But then the AI to me, They'll see your big toe poking around a corner and they're like, fuck, raise the alarm. There he is. Let's get him. I'm sitting there going, come on now. The AI fair. is very skewed, I find. Sometimes they're just dumb and they'll just funnel into corridors and I can just mow down 30 of them in a row. Mm. And then other times, yeah, they'll hear me fart seven kilometers away. <laughs> and they're like, max level, send in the infantry, send in the cavalry. Let's kill this guy. So Don't worry. By the time they get into that room, that smell will kill them. Oh, yeah. 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 Dropping them dirty bombs. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's so good. Um this year has been just phenomenal for games and of all genres, indies mm. and triple A's as well. There, there's so many games out for people from all walks of life to, to find some enjoyment and some love. And we'll be touching on that because the Game Awards got announced this week. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah, just trying to, to work out my itinerary for the coming weeks of what games I can play and when I can fit them in. So oh, it's, boy. It's depressing. <laughs> but hey, could it's be good worse. to have selection, right? Yeah, yeah. Better to have options than none. Speaking. Mm. And you can play like Super Mario Odyssey on your Switch on the plane. Oh, yeah. Looking forward That's to uh, investing eight-ish hours on Monday flying to Bangkok on, on Odyssey. Maybe some cart because one of the guys I'm flying with, one of the guys I work with, he's a he's a gamer too. He's got a Switch. So oh, maybe sick. we can do some battles on the, on the plane. Just to assert your dominance? Oh, yeah. Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, for me, this week, um, fair bit actually. Uh, this week, we had the Tekken 7 World Championships which uh, is the end of a uh, long-running tournament that's been taking place basically since the game dropped or a little bit after. Uh, The grand final was between uh, one of the legends who won the World Championship last year, um, Echo Fox's Saint, and then newcomer Kadans. And I know that you're both giving me blank looks, but as a fighting game fanatic and as a Tekken 7 absolute crazy person... Um, this was a fantastic match. It went like right down to the wires. So double elimination. Um, Kadans was coming out of loser's bracket, which means he has to win six rounds instead of three. He gets the reset. He ends up winning it. Uh, it came like right down to the wire. Uh, it was just phenomenal. Really, really fun to watch. And that coupled with the news, we didn't put this in the news. I was just about to ask this, yeah. Tekken 7's uh, new DLC character was announced. None other than, and no one saw this coming, <clears throat> Final Fantasy XV's Noctus Lucis Calum. Why? Uh, look, to be honest, completely took me by surprise. Uh, there was a lot of speculation over what the new character would be. The, the last one was Geese, um, which was coming from... King of Fighters? Uh, no Final Fury I think Final Fury um, Final Fight Final Fight that's it we got there we got there um, sorry listeners so Geese is coming and obviously we have Akuma in this as well so everyone thought it would be borrowed from another fighting game so to come out of like Final Fantasy RPG was just completely uh, and the punziest one well in my opinion nah Prompto's punzia. yeah that's good oh yeah. no and, I just and mean also, out of all the Final and also Ignis oh, yeah. and also Ignis yeah, uh, I would say I, I would have loved to have seen blind Ignis with his cane in there though. <laughs> they should have just good. put in and a And one of his moves would be like you know cooking some 
mad meal and then throwing it in their face. That would have been good. No. Uh, look, I'm actually... At first, I was <clears> like, what? And then I've rewatched the uh, like the release trailer, the announcement trailer. He actually looks like a lot of fun to play. And I did enjoy playing Final Fantasy fifteen, the combat side of it. So... I think it'll be good. I don't think it makes sense, and I would have <clears> preferred to see a hundred other people in there, but I'm not against this. This reignited my love for Tekken 7, which doesn't need much these days, so I've been absolutely... <laughs> Those embers burn eternal. Back back online, Merc and Dogs. Um, <laughs> well, was, you are the, the king of packs. Yeah. I am a medal-winning Tekken 7 yeah. player now. Um, thank you, packs. So, yeah, no, I've just been playing that uh, all week. Um, back on Final Fantasy XII, which we were talking about, mm-hmm. Zodiac Age, so I'm continuing with that. My little white mage problem yeah. solved. Oh, solved. you fixed it. Well, apparently your guys are, at a certain point in the game get to pick up a second class. So Oh, well, that made it easy. Made it super easy. Um, but the game's starting to get a bit like boring. So there is a feature in the game in this version of Final Fantasy XII where you can speed everything up, like put a, I think it's like a times four um, fast oh, forward on. Yeah, I've seen that. And because of the combat system, it's very automatic and you can set gambits which are like um, pre-selected actions for you guys. So if this person does this, you do that. If this person's weak to fire, cast fire. Like if this person's low on health, cast cure. So you set all of those, you put it on times four and like running around and grinding mobs is not a chore anymore. And that makes it, I don't know, less enjoyable maybe. I'm finding it to be a bit flat now. Um, So that's a bit disappointing. I was having a lot of fun with it. I'll still see it through because I think I'm past halfway now. But uh, yeah. There is a repetitive nature to the game. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a repetitive nature <clears throat> to all RPGs, mm. for sure. Uh, but the that should be sort of com- um, like combated by the skill trees and the development system for yeah. the characters. And in this, that too seems sort of... Eh, mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of variation, even though there are character jobs, or sorry, um, yeah, jobs for each character that are specialized in this version. Most of the time, you're just getting like strength upgrades or health upgrades or magic upgrades. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it doesn't actually feel like you're getting new skills um, and developing the characters in sort of unique ways. So that's a bit disappointing. Uh, that was a bit mm. shit. One of the other things I did though this week, last night in fact, uh, was saw the Australian premiere of The Disaster Artist. So jealous. With Q&A with uh, The Disaster Artist's author and everyone's favourite Mark, Greg Sestero. So jealous. Fucking amazing. Um, when he walked on stage, was there a big unanimous high mark from the crowd? Or high mark? <clears throat> there wasn't. Oh, really? Yeah, there wasn't. Missed opportunity there, we just. I think we were all just dumbstruck. Yeah, it was, absolutely. And we got called out for it too by the interviewer who uh wasn't great uh so the the whole evening started at seven with the film itself it is really good um if anyone has seen the room if you haven't seen the room go and watch the room and like research it because it is famous it's a cult classic for a lot of reasons mm. a lot it of has, wrong reasons which i love everyone loves like it's it's just so funny um james franco directed this uh it stars him and his brother dave franco they play tommy wiseau and greg sestero who are the two actors from the room and it's very much like ed wood um Mm. the the famous you know director from i want to say the 60s sounds about right could have that wrong i think it's like 60s maybe later (laughs) i like that cut and polish (laughs) um 
yeah, it's it's really good. And if you are at all interested in watching the film, you have to go and try and find like some kind of cult uh, viewing of it where people who, who, you know, go to midnight screenings of the room would go and watch because it's so enjoyable. It was so fun to be in a room full of people who love and appreciate the room mm. for what it is. Just getting all of the references and yeah. the subtle nods and the jokes. Um, it's great. I don't want to go into spoiler territory. So this is based, uh, is this based off the book that he wrote? It is. So, yeah. yeah. So I think four years ago, Greg Sestero wrote The Disaster Artist, which mm. is about the production of The Room. Yeah. It's about how we met Tommy Wiseau. They moved to Los Angeles and then uh, how they came up with this idea for a fucking horrible film. Yeah. Um, and effectively just how Tommy Wiseau got away with it and no one told him no at any point uh, throughout uh and it's it's really sweet like there was a Q&A after with Greg and he was saying you know him and Tommy still speak every day um they still have a great friendship and uh, they still <clears throat> service this film this cult hit I the hope room. they do they do they put light on where the hell is Tommy from cuz Tommy has a like he has such a weird voice I think he's French no one knows <laughs> the film sort of suggests he might be French okay why so sounds French to me um it's just it's the his voice is just so perplexing and and, yeah. and, and it's a part of his character his whole, whole aura and that's the other thing is like when i found out yeah. the franco brothers were going to play the two main characters i was like what it doesn't make sense but seeing snippets of uh james yeah yeah, yeah. like it's, playing tommy yeah tommy's this like uh larger than life sort of character where all he wants is to be american and he's clearly not american to the point where he lies through his teeth about like his age, where he's from. Um, anytime people sort of questioned him or asked him about it, he's like, no, I'm from New Orleans. But he says it with like this, mm. I'm from New Orleans. Like <laughs> weird accent. Yeah, it's really <clears throat> random. Yeah. Actually, and linking this all up to video games, did you know Tommy Wiseau had a, like I think it was maybe an internet show where he plays a video game and he commentates on it. And it's really? like, and he's like, he's, it's set like he's out in out of space and some like, aliens are like monitoring him and he's wearing like like one of the ones i remember is wearing like a fishing cap like and he's just playing he's playing video games and he's commentating i wish i remembered the name right now but look for it online because it is fucked up he's really out there yeah um the disaster artist hits cinemas december 7 if you're in sydney the hayden orpheum gets it november 30 get on it like this whole thing is fantastic. There's so much to love about The Disaster Artist, this film, mm. and there's so much to love about The Room. I can't speak highly enough about it. Um, yeah. Maybe see that before Justice League. Maybe see that before Justice League. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Uh, but see Thor Ragnarok before both of these movies. Oh God, I've got to, so I've still got to watch that. To see. Yeah. Mm. Um, outside house. of that, I think that's really me uh, for the week. Should, yeah. we, should we dive into some hot, tasty, controversial news? Oh, boy. Yes, this week's news headlines. Okay, so guys, to none of our surprise, the agenda this week is chock a block full of one thing and one thing only Star Wars Battlefront 2. What a fucking week this game has had. What a week to be an EA employee. Bloody roller coaster that was. Oh, yeah. It had. I have not. Uh, I can't recall anything in recent history that has had any event that's had this many twists and turns in the space of seven days. It's, it's been an event, hasn't it? Like, oh my God. Like, it, it feels like 
we're watching an election or something like that. And we're watching the, the states sort of come in and, and Trump is leading somehow. <laughs> it's, it's this larger-than-life parody within gaming. Grab him by the wallets. Yeah. Uh, says Donald Trump, head of EA. Right in the pussy. Right in the wallet pussy. Uh, <laughs> so, right in the ham wallet. There, so we, go. there we go. If I knew I was going to say it. If you've been living under a rock, the whole controversy surrounds microtransactions and I like this branches off in so many different ways. We're going to do our best to, I guess, track this for you guys, the whole progress over the week. Mm. So the beta, starting like month, a month or two ago when the beta was on, um, there was a lot of concern in the community and from the beta testers that the microtransaction system was a bit shit and a little bit unfair. And I think there was a little bit of acknowledgement from EA's part at the time that, okay, we hear you, <clears throat> but not a lot of action. Yeah. At the start of this week, there was a post on Reddit from EA about Star Wars Battlefronts 2's um, progress system and microtransactions. And they used comments like, we want players to feel a sense of pride and accomplishment mm-hmm. in what they're earning. <clears throat> uh, this comment uh, that commented on microtransactions became the all-time most downvoted uh, post on Reddit. In the history of Reddit, mm. which in, in the hundred thousands, like in the hundred thousands, I, I, I haven't counting. checked up to it the last couple of days, but I think three days ago it was downvoted three hundred ninety plus thousand times. And there are some shitty Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is kind of the the thing that kicked this all off. So we had that EA's knee jerk reaction to that. We're going to cut the in-game currency cost of uh, high-end heroes by 75%. Yeah. So, that, so those two high-end heroes were obviously Darth Vader and, and Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. The two pillars, you could say, yeah. of the Star Wars universe. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they, they were 40,000 um, credits in-game to get. Uh, no, I think it was like 75,000 down to 15, or something like nah, that. No, it was 40,000. Oh, it was 40? Or, or maybe, well, hang on. I'm thinking 75%. Uh, Who cares? Because yeah. it's it's literally 75% discount is what they went. Into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we should say as well, like at the um, back of all the microtransaction stuff is this uh, problem where it's impacting people's um, uh, like ability to play competitively. So by having or by paying, you're effectively pay to win. It's a pay to win model where you unlock um, stronger cards or stronger heroes or something to that effect it was just not mm. fair yeah, yeah basically but it's funny because it's not as if you don't get access to heroes it's just you don't get access to these key figureheads mm. from um you know the rebels and the jedi yeah um so there was a, a or the empire and the jedi fuck what am i talking about it's the same thing there was a comment that <clears throat> i think after the 75 percent drop it would still take 40 hours to unlock luke skywalker here comes blizzard with a little bit of a jab Time to uh, take to unlock all content in StarCraft 2, zero hours. Of course, it's become free to play, so they thought they'd ride this little wave. <laughs> Which is clever. Like, it's, it's a dickish move, but it's clever. Very, very dickish move. And it's move. like, you didn't, you didn't release Star, um, StarCraft 2 free to play at launch, motherfuckers. This is several years down the line where you've pretty much got all that juice out of that financial orange already. Yeah. But I, I do love when big companies get in on, on the Twitter and, and sort of have little jabs and, and yeah. get in on that meme culture and stuff. It's funny. It's funny. I had a giggle. <clears throat> nice one, Blizzard. Uh, we're on Wednesday now, so we're halfway through the week. Uh, the creative team, I think three people from the creative team at EA decided to do a Reddit Ask Me Anything. And before anything else, props to them. That's a ballsy move, considering <laughs> everything else that happened on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Belgium decides to launch an investigation into Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Overwatch 
over their microtransaction systems because they believe it's a form of gambling that's unregulated. Mate, mm-hmm. just, just stick to making delicious waffles, Belgium. We ain't got time for this. I want to circle back to this one later because this is sort of a tree that we could very easily talk 10 minutes about. Mm. Um, but already we've had most downvoted comment on Reddit, 75% reduction, 40 hours for Luke Skywalker, Blizzard shit posting. Cut to uh, another stat. It would apparently on Thursday, they've worked out take either $2,100 to unlock US all content. US dollars to unlock all content. And this is just based on the sort of randomness of the loot box system <clears throat> or four and a half thousand hours to unlock all content. That's just ridiculous. But you know what? Like, like I, I can... This is Thursday. There's another development. But like, let's just talk about this for a sec because yeah. this is a bullshit figure i think yes and no yes yes and no yeah like yes it is a, like that's a lot of hours but i can see that they are like the, the main backlash that came from battlefield one or battlefront one sorry is that the attach rate there was no real longevity in the game so i can see in the in the in the inner workings of the developers they're like what's a way we can try and have a better capture rate on our players and get them coming back what better way to do that than get the two most iconic characters have them as end game swag brag rights like you, you look way back to to sort of like like halo 2 remember and you'd see guys rolling around the hayabusa helmet mm. which was based off substantial amounts of game time and you'd see someone rolling that and you're like holy fuck this guy's uh, this guy knows what's going on he's a gangster so you see a luke skywalker rolling around and you go he loves his battlefront it really- or he has a big pocket yeah, yeah. It, it really is <clears throat> uh like this point i think is a great point to stop and actually try and put this in a broader context about other video games or what other video games do fire emblem heroes when that dropped earlier this year uh there was a guy who i think spent in excess of three thousand dollars more i'm confident it was more but it was at least three thousand dollars to unlock every five star um character available in that game uh at the very least so he's, so, he's one of the quote-unquote whales He's one of the, they yeah. call them in the industry space. He's one of the quote-unquote whales. The $2,100 sounds scary. You would get, I reckon, most for far less than that. Yeah. But to get everything, to play the odds, to get absolutely everything <clears throat> is where you need to spend that amount of money. Uh, there are definitely mobile games and I would argue uh, collectible card games out there that you would need to spend way more than $2,100 to unlock everything in their current um, 100%. purchase system. A lot of this just stems from this hysteria internet rage culture where those 390 plus thousand down votes i wonder what percentage of them were going to actually buy this game anyway like they're just like pile on mentality let's have an opinion let's let's get in on this uproar look i'm, I'm a bit shitty about it everyone's shitty about it we put a bit of a straw poll vote <clears throat> into the agpn chat the other day and no one wanted to touch this game i'm i'm still touching it yeah i, I just didn't get in on that conversation you're that I was whale. busy and I you're that whale that's no, looking to spend three thousand on Fire Emblem Heroes if you need to. I'm just a fan of the Star Wars franchise and the universe. I want to throw some money at it. Irrespective of buying credits to, to get my way to Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker quicker. I want to experience this game. I want to play that single player campaign. Yeah. I want to see what dice have done with it. Because I, I like dice games. There's they, an they argument to games. vote with your wallet though. Um you know what I mean? Yeah but they could probably measure those two metrics differently. They can measure 
game purchase and then the, the trickle through to these microtransactions. No, but by purchasing <clears throat> the game, you're saying you're fine with whatever the game, whatever comes with it. And by boycotting the game entirely, you're voting with your wallet to say that you're not cool with this microtransaction thing, which is what I, I think a lot of people are were thinking of doing on Thursday. Now, maybe not so much. The, the four and a half thousand hours is bullshit though. To unlock all content and take to take four and a half thousand. Well, well How worst, many days worst is that? case scenario. Like obviously that's based off say average average amount of XP earned in matches. Like mm. and, and one of the other gripes that they had initially was there was a cap on the amount of XP you could earn playing arcade mode, which was a yes. quick way to earn credits. And oh, after right. you had like a three hour cooling off period before you could go again. That's been removed. So you can jump in there and probably power level a lot quicker in there to earn those credits to to get these unlocks. Like like Dice and EA have been pretty quick to respond and change and, and pivot on the fly. And yes, it is a bit too little too late, I'll admit. But I, dis- I disagree with quick to act. <clears throat> I really disagree with quick to act. What? I think they the, have the, had... The, the, no, I think that they have had the most shocking lead up, a week leading up to a game launch out of anyone... No in way in hell. History. No Man's Sky blowed this out of the water. They, they literally went head in the sand... The fucking head of Hello Games went MIA for like three months. No, the problem with No Man's Sky, the problems with No Man's Sky, yeah, absolutely huge problems, but came out after the game's launch uh, when people started to realize what was actually in the game. Yeah, this, is, this is something that people have been complaining about for months. Yeah, I mean, but it, yeah, it, it, was, really it was brought hold. to attention like when the beta testing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it took hold when the people that pre-ordered and got the whatever the high-end edition was when they got it ac- early access a week before. It took hold, yeah, it took hold on Monday when you had a 390,000 downvoted comment, comment on Reddit. That's when it That's when it should have, like... It shouldn't have come to that, I think. They should have resolved this. You don't even need to not have microtransactions because that's where they are now. That's the latest development. No microtransactions. They took it off. Mm. You can only do... Um, you can only unlock things in the game now as of <clears throat> yesterday, Friday, um, through progressing through the game and just unlocking it using in-game currency instead of purchase currency uh why does it have to come to that like surely you can the four and a half thousand hours and twenty one hundred dollars again i don't see the problem with the twenty one hundred dollars i think it's the four and a half thousand hours you scale that down so that everything's unlockable in a much more reasonable amount of time um i think if you tweak that you would have had less of an issue less of a backlash on your hands surely Mm. i i even though a lot of it was handled poorly i think the fact that they were visible even though they did probably put three guys from dice out to slaughter on ama props um, to those guys but yeah yes. they went Seriously, in there that and, takes balls and they copped it and and yes they did avoid any talk of microtransactions they did touch it loosely at the end mm. but the fact that they were visible and yes they were put over the coals and and ran into the ground but they they did they did try and get ahead of it. Yes, they could have handled it better a month ago, but they probably knew that it was going to ruffle some feathers, but they had no idea it was going to blow up to the extent it did. Yeah. And no doubt people in the back end in Disney have said, sort this shit out because we've got The Last Jedi coming out a month later. Yeah. We don't want this kind of press attached to our beloved franchise. No, you it's want... already too little too late now. <clears throat> Way too little too late. Everyone's going to see the film anyway, but you want Star Wars hype. You don't want yeah. Star Wars hate yeah. going into the Last Jedi, and and, uh, and no doubt it's probably the same person that turned around and said, "Get ahead of this." It's probably six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months down the line uh, prior, saying, "How can we maximize the earning potential the out of this game? Let's try and refine this this yeah. microtransaction um, 
timeline and make the two best characters you know the, the pinnacle of earning in game and yeah then they do a backflip and throw dice under the bus and do what they yeah. can to to salvage this like i'm curious to see how the over the next week or the next four weeks what kind of sales this game does yeah same i wonder if people as you said will vote with their wallet i i have to say uh now that the in-game transactions <clears throat> are being switched off i'm more interested in purchasing the game um it, a lot of people are actually saying now that the transactions are only turned off for now they are. They are only turned off for now, and they mm. are going to come back later. So how they come back is still well. Unders- unsure. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people online who have said, "No, <clears throat> I'm still not getting it." Until they see what comes out. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I wonder though if they were going to get it in the first place, I or mean, if they're just trying to I've get on the bandwagon. I've got to be honest. I was never going to buy it. I mm. said it last week. I, I had no interest in the game because I didn't really like the first one, and it's just not my kind of gameplay that I like. I have heard story is not amazing. I've that's heard still the more than what was in the first one. But graphically, yeah, but it looks bite. great. You can't compare it to the first graphically, one. Graphically, it looks amazing. It looks so polished. It looks so good. And just like the scope of like these levels and like all the little things that are happening in the background and everything, mm. that's amazing. It just really mm. sucks that, that this this element has just really fucking shut it down. Mm. Yeah. But a, lot it's of people, a, a lot of people element. worked hard on that. It's a big mm. element though. Because um, it is... Uh, absolutely incentivizing people to purchase rather than play Mm. and the whole system was engineered that way you've got three currencies in the game Mm. you have to like unlock the cards one way or like uh get the cards then unlock the cards with crystals and then the and then your hero or your characters Mm. um like whatever progression also allows you to use them at certain levels so it just seems very confusing and contrived Mm. um it's it's a really poorly designed system, obviously, uh, and, and you know no one will ever come out and say it. But it seems like it might have been designed that way specifically to get people to just pay, yeah. which is a problem. <clears throat> yeah. And then circling back to our friends in Belgium, because uh, this is something we've actually been talking about over the last few weeks, sort we of have. sparingly, about how microtransactions and specifically loot crate systems are more and more being associated with gambling, and that there's the likelihood that this will be. Um, you know, pulled in place somehow through regulation or through legislation. I'd love to see how that works. Yeah, oh, who know knows? How. It would be different in every country, but China does it. China does it already. They've got rules in place that um, games have to disclose statistics on your chance to get something. Uh, and they do that already for Overwatch in China mm. uh, and Hearthstone as well, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting, this whole microtransaction, is it good, is it bad? And, and it's games are becoming a service like that mobile gaming blueprint is just becoming now the console pc gaming norm and and there's there's some interesting things out there in the internet where they're they're talking to a few developers of mobile gaming companies and they're saying they operate um when when it's like xenia who does um candy crush and and farmville and all those types of things when they release these games, they operate on the thought process that 2% of the, the free-to-play game base will actually be investing any form of dollar into this game. That's seen as success. And they've now refined the science, and now it's up to 5%. So 95% of these gamers will never pony up a dollar for it, and they see that as fine, but they do get 5% of these white whale fat cats or whatever they want to call them sure. that are throwing the money in, and they're the ones keeping these franchises afloat. And, and I don't see, like, when you look at that kind of metric, I don't see a problem with that. It's, 
Uh, yeah, and it's a hard thing to really crack, isn't it? I have no problem with freemium games that do that. I have a problem with a full price $100 game that expects you to pay more and more and more in the way that EA has tried to do uh, for what seems to me to be content that should have just been in the game. For the $100, I should have got that $2,100 worth of stuff, in my view. Games like GTA V that also have microtransactions perfectly fine they drop new content every three months and it's different and it's exciting and it's enjoyable and it's a new experience to be had in that game uh and it seems fair hearthstone do this blizzard do the same with all their content um but what ea tried to pull is very far from that and very far from the freemium model as well i think in terms of its uh you know its agenda how how would you have felt if they said Battlefront 2 was going to be free to play but there is microtransactions in the back? Would you be fine with that if it was $2,100 to unlock everything but it was a free-to-play game? I would be totally fine with that. I think still the, the expectation's different, actually. <clears throat> I think very different. So you... Like Hearthstone is the one thing I play a lot mm. of that I can liken it to because you either spend a shit ton to get all the cards or you play for free and you just suffer through the fact mm-hmm. that you may be getting a pack a day if you play properly but it gets celebrated there's no there's no uh lynch mob going for that when there's all these new because expansions it's fr- because and- it's freemium it's yeah. it's it's a different model i'm not i didn't pay a 100 bucks to just get Hearth, hearthstone just to unlock you know the game or just to get the game yeah i, I, got, I just uh, I, I i spent zero and then i spent 700 dollars of my own volition because it's a good game i wish there'd just be more people that play this game that aren't ponying up a cent and sharing their experiences like if they're coming out and saying it's so heavily hindered like i'm just getting wrecked by these guys buying their way to luke skywalker and darth vader that the game's unplayable i'm wondering if the if the landscape is still balanced i feel like ali's about to drop a truth bomb on us you're very silent you know it's just first of all i haven't played the game so i can't actually directly say or have an opinion of like unlocking these characters do does any detriment to the Mm. game like Mm. i i don't know that for certain i don't know um and then in the sense of when it comes to putting money, additional money onto a game that you've already purchased, I think the only game where I've really done that was Overwatch and the outcome is purely cosmetic. Mm. Like I actually don't gain any mm. benefit and it's just me being like, you I want my character swag. to look prettier. Yeah, yeah, like that's a great example. Like that's probably the best comparison. Another first person shooter See, that, you, that you pay full price for on, mm. on launch or I'd, you know, I'd like this today. where maybe the the final unlock isn't, Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker to a degree. Maybe it's like AIDS Luke Skywalker. You get like a skin variant for him where you are Luke Skywalker from The Last Jedi where he's got the the, the robot arm and he's old and disheveled oh. and, and the other guys run around as standard peak heyday Luke Skywalker yeah. from the original trilogy. Things like that where it is a difference maker where you see that guy on the field and you're like, holy fuck, he loves this game. He's invested. He's grinded and he's got that skin. I, uh, I'd love that. Yeah. And look, I agree. I don't think there's an issue with that necessarily where it doesn't impact gameplay, but these clearly do. Mm. I mean, they've they've been demonstrated to impact gameplay. And all I'm going to say is I've watched four different streamers play this game and not one of them have complained about someone... Being too OP. Being too OP. That's what I mean. And that and that's that's the thing. Like that, that's why I don't really have like a... I feel like I have a valid opinion because I don't have anything to reference because the people that I've watched play it have enjoyed it they mm. they haven't complained they they they're loving it and like i myself am not going to personally play it so that's where my opinion piece is i just can't feel like justified to really complain too much is, about it is the argument that 
you either spend money to win, like pay to win. I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily the argument, but it is like it has been demonstrated that you unlock more straight away and you have access to more options and um, higher end cards by paying than you would if you're grinding. Like that's demonstrated already through the beta testing. But it's <clears throat> it's it's more that um, your it's just cheap. It cheapens the game. Like yeah. and it's funny. Like I don't, I don't dice, know. It's hard. Dice and Battlefield, they've done this. Like the other Battlefield games where you can buy the premium pack or whatever, and you get all the high end planes and everything at your um, your disposal at level one. All the high end guns. All the high end. Uh, abilities and things like that where you can come in as a level one scrub and be geared to the teeth mm. and be smacking guys 20 levels above you um so it's just a trickle through from from sort of that dice business practice really. and i don't know if it's because this one had already such a hyped um like attention on on this particular thing and everyone's going through it now with like a fine tooth comb mm. like if, if people went to this level of like detail into any other games that kind of have this maybe benefit would they find similar things like similar statistics mm. like <clears throat> that's where i'm kind of like coming from here i'm, I'm sure way, there are more like, egregious offenders yeah i'm sure there are worse offenders out yeah there. so and i think maybe it's just because it is that star wars like you know yeah. that, that's why it's also that big focus on that and then and ea has recently been doing like a lot of shit in regards to either buying studios or closing down studios or getting rid of this yeah. game and that so they've already got like this negativity like this cloud over them anyway so on thursday also <laughs> this was a bit odd actually uh on thursday they announced uh a new or they confirmed a new ip a new action game that they'll be releasing in 2021 uh in the 2021 fiscal year at least and i thought that was bizarre that they chose this week of all weeks <laughs> for a game coming out in four years or three years uh, like to just yeah throw that in there now. It was what? probably like like throwing like a bone of distraction, hoping yeah. like you know hopefully they just they chase this for a while. Fuck but. you. It, That's it, what I thought when I saw that. I was yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. They've they've had an interesting year. Like the visceral thing obviously got a lot of people offside. Then the the, the acquisition of respawn, mm. <laughs> the Battlefront two stuff. Now, yeah. as you said, that they've come out and said, hey, look. We're trying to, to good bloke ourselves a little bit. We've got this new IP coming out in 2021. Get excited for that. Just just stop talking about Battlefront for a minute. Come over here. Come into the light. Come into the, the goodness that we're creating here. Yeah. And and it is a shame because you're seeing... Um, I know we're off track with the sort of the, the gambling um, thing that we wanted to touch on before, but like uh. when you're starting to see these these developers copying abuse and death threats online, it's like, mate, they have no, it's their job. They're getting paid to do this. Like it's either make this game follow this some of these people could be massive star wars fans like this could be the first game they've ever touched it's not ever it should never go that way no it really shouldn't and that's that's, that's taking it a little too it's, far it's just the internet culture just jumping in and taking their pound of flesh however they can and, and half these people well the vast majority are never going to buy this game anyway but they've just seen an opportunity to fucking gouge somebody so they'll jump in there yeah. internet and get in on there is a, there is yeah. a element of hysteria for sure yeah um on the gambling thing, I don't know. Do we want to go there? It's still like it's to me like it's everyone like looking at it like under a magnifying glass. I don't want to know how Australia would handle it. Honestly, I, hmm. we're not really good at handling things that we don't know about. Well, I think Belgium would regulate or ban the games. I think that's what I read. Yeah. Were, you either regulate or ban. Microtransactions are here to stay. I don't think there's any dispute. No, they there. ain't going anywhere. And man. I don't think that they're <clears> bad. I don't think microtransactions are bad. I just think it's got to be fair. And where it's not, like, obviously, EA. Um, I, I, like, I'll just put it out there. I gamble. Sometimes mm. I like to gamble. Put 20 bucks on the soccer. Yeah, so the problem I. isn't with gambling. It's with this um, 
this loot system not being called out as potentially a form of gambling because you you have a lot of the same you know it's it's just chasing that dopamine high of did i get it no i missed did i get it next time no i miss and I, I there's wonder, a money there's a money you know i wonder if what would that. then happen with games with any form of microtransaction or loot crate would they then just immediately become rated r18 plus no well i mean like that's, that's what i mean like how's it going to be handled league of legends doesn't do this oh, there are plenty of games but league of legends is an example you literally pay for what you want you pay for a specific hero you pay for a specific you know your rune pages or you know your ip boost you know what you're getting it's not hidden behind a random loot box and that's the problem is the loot box it's not paying for things through microtransactions it's the random factor um that's the that's the gambling element yeah but but then it's like i know it would then trickle into problem gamblers and all that but you can't sacrifice the entertainment or joy of many that can control it off that small subsect that would then turn around and go fuck you blizzard i lost my house because of i you. disagree with that oh good that's why we have drink driving laws um most people know not to drink and drive but some people don't and they kill people you know what i mean there yeah, are I like know, there but, are real world outcomes but that doesn't mean up, yeah but in know, that regard that means your, anyone that has one beer shouldn't be able to drive no it doesn't but there are like scalable laws that you know address that to yeah, mid-range high range and yeah, things. Yeah, but but then what do you then have to vet gamers do they have to to sit in an online quiz that's on no, the Blizzard website. And, then, it's, and no. then this comes to also the fact of when they isolate what exactly is gambling because if you're saying based yeah. on what you're saying is that you know um the outcome has to uh, like also create like some kind of benefit so it's like are we just talking about the microtransactions where it is a randomized loot boxing mm. and then it skills up the player to a like a, a higher level or are we also talking like the cosmetic stuff where mm. it's like yeah the, the positive <clears throat> outcome is just oh i didn't get the skin i want i'll try again i, I think it'd be interesting to see what comes out of belgium because that's overwatch with regards to it's csgo yeah yeah csgo absolutely and, oh and yeah. and like especially when it ties into and diablo 3 had this for a while with their auction house but like especially when it ties into you can then sell that in real life um for real money you know PUBG, yeah PUBG. Yeah. so um, yeah and and things like steam and things like obviously they have their their auction houses where they can sort of monitor it to a degree so i just uh, remembered when you bought those shirts in PUBG, and then oh, the yeah. stock actually went down in price yeah cost me cost me 15 cents <laughs> Um, but then yeah you, the problem then lies is the third party websites where uh, you go to csgoskins.com and it's unregulated outside of steam and, mm-hmm. and, and that's where the big money's won and lost and things so. uh, yeah i'm glad that they're looking at it who knows what the outcome will be mm. um it's good that people are asking questions about it though because I, I i've had a question in my head about how ethical the whole thing is i definitely think actually you bring up like a good point in the sense that there is a strategy behind it and there is that 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 good feeling that makes us do it i definitely think there should be a focus especially for the younger kids mm. like the kids that are getting into it now who just think it's just a standard i definitely think there should be some kind of like maybe some kind of campaign or awareness just to be like hey kids like this is kind of why you do it and this yeah. is where you should probably draw the line because who knows what it's going to... Like, this is all fresh. This is all new. Like, mm. we're, we're a generation yeah. where, you know, we have a better understanding and maybe a better sense of control mm. of, like, the situation. But the kids are growing up with this. And I'm sounding like an old fart by saying, the kids, somebody mm. think of the children. Somebody think of the children. Mm. But, yeah. That's true, though. I definitely think there should be yeah. maybe some kind of, like, awareness. Do you want to talk about the girl fapping off on camera? Or do you want to talk about the girl <laughs> <words> first? <laughs> Let's let's go into the fap. All right. 
This is another heavy hitting one. More like a heavy petting. Yeehaw. So, yeah, there's been some some streamer controversy tied into Twitch over the past week or so. Niak J, I don't know if that's the exact pronunciation. I've never never watched her stream. I've never watched her sort of name herself. She's Russian. She's a Russian streamer. She's 21 years old. And she was um, in trouble this week. Yeah, so she's in trouble this week for quote-unquote masturbating on stream um obviously the camera is positioned sort of bust height so you don't see anything from sort of below the chest down so it's it's all acted as what she says uh where um viewers were donating money and she she was getting herself off on stream you could sort of see arm movement from sort of shoulder provocatively doing things down there she was moaning she was she was playing the part of yes sorting herself out in front of her viewers um yeah a la my cam free girl. cams or cam yeah. girl yeah. It, went, it went off for all of like 30 seconds i think yeah less maybe mm-hmm. but she, she's copped a 24-hour ban on the back of this from twitch yeah so she copped 24 hours um and it's interesting because on the on the back of that a male streamer called train rex he, he's been controversial he's been in he's been in sort of the twitch headlines uh, a few years ago for some things too he did a rant on there slut shaming very misogynistic talking about booby streamers and whatnot coming in stealing subs dirtying up the twitch marketplace because it is it is it is an environment for the downtrodden and the introverts and and the losers is what he was saying like i'm paraphrasing out the wazoo but it's all over youtube and whatnot and and he he copped a five-day ban for this so so he copped a five-day ban for i guess defamatory wording towards female streamers niak j cops 24-hour ban for getting herself off it is very um, skewed logic on, on Twitch's part, I find. I love that it's juxtaposed perfectly. Mm. Like, he's complaining exactly about what she's violated, like yeah. what she, the condition she's violating, yeah. it, like kind of what she's doing to garner an audience. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting. And, and this isn't the first time. Like, the biggest one I think that everyone would probably remember is Ice Poseidon, who was a, a bit of a controversial um, stream sniper type of guy where he was... Um, last seen on on Twitch doing an IRL stream on, on a flight in America, and he sort of showed his 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 ticket and whatnot, and sort of said stream do your worst, and and no doubt one of the one of the viewers caught all this, called the bomb squad or whatever. There's a guy on here named X Y Z flying this flight, you know he's got <laughs> hazardous substance or whatever else, and the FBI fucking grounded this plane, flooded it, guns the whole wazoo, threw him off the plane. And so he's banned indefinitely on Twitch for this kind of stuff, which is, I think, justifiable. Yeah. When, when you are baiting communities into do your worst on the back end of, you know, Twitch's branding strapped all over this thing. But it's like, where is... There's no cut and dry. There, there's no definitive bylaws in, in Twitch. Um, there There is some sort of pretty creative wording and verbiage where they talking about explicit content and whatnot but what mm. is that defined by mm-hmm. and you can see as you said it juxtaposes, juxtaposes nicely where train wrecks cops five days for for talking about what niak j and co are doing and she gets it for 24 hours i think i think she, that was a that's a bit of a cop out yeah it's a huge cop out I, th- I think it's a bit of a cop out um gotta be honest i didn't watch all of that guy's rant um but under like the underlining message that I have is that, and this goes with a lot of things. Like there's always some complaints uh, in regards to, oh, my views are being stolen, oh, my op- missed opportunities, and that sort of stuff. Um, the only thing that I can say is you shouldn't be losing viewers unless your content is good. 
and you keep on improving yourself and you yeah. keep on being the quality stream that either your existing fans or new fans will appreciate. Like the in the in the end, the people that are watching titty streamers or, you know, booby streamers or whatever they are, they're doing that. Mm. And they're doing that on their own accord. And they're donating on their own accord. That's them. And I get that there's a bit of a problem in the the people call like pay for friendship, pay for affections. <clears throat> yeah. Um that's and a, that, that that's is a problem. That is the bigger problem. And that is that is a Twitch very has. big problem, and it's it's not even titty streamers; it's like popular streamers. Like mm. people feel like they donate to these streamers, and then all of a sudden they deserve a friendship. They mm-hmm. deserve they're entitled like, to more. Exactly but, right. But it's also the the manipulation on many streamers' parts to push that along. Well, yeah, there, there are people yeah. that do mm. manipulate that, and <clears> then you know they they manipulate that to make people feel like they have those friendships to get more donations. Yeah. Or they giggle and bounce up and down, you know. Mm. But the underlining thing is, is that 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 transaction goes through the person's hand. I'll I um I'll try and be like as objective as I can about no, this. Just on between these two guys, mm-hmm. I think she should have copped a lifetime ban because, at the <clears> very <throat> least, what she's done for Twitch's image, what she's done for other female streamers, in the face of this titty streamer problem. Uh, is make their jobs a lot harder to sort of justify their existence on Twitch. Mm. Um, I think Twitch saw this as like another headline. Great, 24 hours, it's fine, come back, keep going. And I think that's bullshit. Uh, The slut-shaming guy should have also copped a lifetime ban because it's a fucking disrespectful way to talk about anybody. Yeah, hate speak shouldn't be accepted anywhere. It's a fucking stupid mentality um, I would much rather this guy write his manifesto and blow his brains out than stand on front of a camera and talk about that in front of five <clears> people, <throat> one person. Like, it's such a negative, toxic yeah. uh, thing to push. So <clears throat> I think both of these guys are just shit people that should have been banned from Twitch, but instead Twitch likes the, the fucking news of it. Yeah. Um, and it's just happy to keep them around. Yeah, no. And, but, uh, and like, it does em- nothing. It's empowering. it's empowering the wrong people. Like It is. You look at some of these YOLO bros that are commenting on sort of the, the, the train wrecks little um vlogs that he's dropping there and they're like yeah man i'm yeah. with you like fuck these sluts and, and all this it's like, like it's man. just gamergate like that yeah. whole thing but hate breeds hate i exactly dislike like get better no be better. so don't many be dicks so many twist streams i see i'm not a fan of their streams for a whole multitude of reasons but there are so many other ones out there that i do enjoy mm. there um, are some great content creators out there, are. there i'm not a person that's gonna sit down for hours in front of twitch but when i do and i look at the ones i enjoy I think those guys do a great job and I think they do it sincerely and they deserve everything they get, all the positive stuff that goes their way. And I think Twitch needs to do more to sort of enable those guys and people to be more like those guys instead of this bullshit fucking Wild West um, that is that just looks to me like 90% of Twitch. 90% of Twitch is the Wild West. Yeah. Twitch, I feel like, is a subsect has subsections in certain areas where you just like there, there's the areas you just stay out of. There's the areas you just don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the areas mm-hmm. that you should venture into more, like the creative section. I don't know how many people even go into the creative area. There are some talented be- pe- people. 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 Yeah, there's people the doing all section. kinds of things, like making art, or like I see a lot of um, tutorials on like playing instruments yeah. or. Yeah. Um, you know, doing makeup tutorials and all this stuff where people can go in and learn and get educated exactly. and have a real-time interaction with, with the content. As a, as a medium, you know, you could do so much with it. We had poker night the other night and on the TV behind the poker match was Salty Bet, Salty's Casino, which is literally just two AI fighters in Mugen fighting again, round after round after round, different characters. It's just bullshit over the top. Mm. 
a lot of fun to watch though super mm. super interactive for an audience to watch yeah um you know it's yeah anyway do you think twitch just has to kind of like maybe just refine and polish their standards i, I think so i think they need oh. to, to lock it down a bit more i'm i'm curious too what the standards are for mm. mixer and for youtube gaming like, oh, so that's a good, it's something we good should probably question. look at and maybe unpack in more detail down the line because yeah. i'd be curious to see where the black and white is i see no financial reason for twitch to do anything i think they make money off of every scumbag that decides they want to be a partnered streamer uh or less mm. and they see that as <clears throat> justifiable reason to make it what it is um ethically it's devoid yeah. i think well, just you ethically look, you look at the the big sort of movement with the asmr stuff on twitch yeah. where it is sensory stimulation that can lead to orgasm for the most part, which ties almost directly into this Nyak J girl. I, first of all, I didn't know that that was on Twitch yet. Yeah, yeah See, that, that's what I mean. That Places falls that into the IRL sort of section or, or creative. I can't remember what subsect it falls into, but yeah, people, you've seen it. It's It disturbs the fuck out of me watching that ASMR stuff where they're rubbing things, making awkward noises, whispering real quietly into things. Oh, it's, it's creepy there's shit. A, like, there's a place for it. Like, and this is the other side of it. Is There is a place for this on the internet and there's nothing wrong with masturbating in front of a camera. Masturbating. 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 The formal way. Flicking the bean in front of the camera <laughs> or having a jerk. Indoor fishing. Um, like the, I, there's no problem with that, right? Like that's totally fine. And there's a culture for that elsewhere in the internet. I think it's Twitch's image that they like to have this kind of friendly, almost like family-friendly image where it's like, it's a fun place to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But they tolerate this shit. Like, it's that um, double standard that I I really take umbrage with. They've probably got that protection where you do jump into a a mature stream and, you know, it comes up with this stream is intended for mature audience. It's literally one click (laughs) box. It's literally... Are you okay with this? It's literally the homepage of every porn site. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that, that one disclaimer are you 18 sure yep. yeah yeah um this is really a controversial episode i love it i know we've been so we're long. in the heavy topics today people everyone's a home run mm. another controversial topic the game awards were announced uh, this past week i thought it was a good i thought it was a high to end on you think it's controversial yeah, I, I think there's always one a bit partic- of controversy one particular nomination um Bring it. We'll probably only cover off on the the game of the year noms for now because there's a ton of other awards out there and it could take another two, three hours to dive through them in yeah. detail. Yeah. But game of the year announced. Um, Legend, Breath of, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is one. Super Mario Odyssey is one. So two for, two for Nintendo, which is fantastic. Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, my game of the year, yeehaw. And uh, the last one, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, which is uh, dividing the gaming community as well. Because it it's an early access game. Yeah. Where where do you guys land on this? Should it be in the running? Should it be considered a game of the year? What is game of the year to you? Okay, so I'm going to voice up because... <laughs> that's, a great, um, that's a great, like, broad, you know, almost esoteric question. Sorry, Hallie. Didn't mean no, to you're, you're right. Um, I'm going to open up because uh, we've been involved in a community award uh, d- decision. Um, mm-hmm. nomination decision and uh i personally put PUBG as my game of the year um the reason why i did this is because i really thought hard about what game did i play the most this year which one did i get the most enjoyment out of am i still playing it mm-hmm. do i see myself still playing it yeah. like next year kind of thing and i honestly went yeah this <laughs> is the one like this is the one that i've been continually playing and that i see me 
to keep on playing. Mm. The early access element, it's finicky, but the my thought process was I paid I paid full price for this game. It was, so mm-hmm. it was a full price game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been faulty, but so has been a lot of other games. Mass Effect. Um so Ooh. <laughs> slide that in. And it is played by how many people? What was the stats? Uh, they've they've sold over twenty million copies of this game to date. Um, this million year. concurrent players, I think. Was it's, the stat it's over two, weeks two ago. million concurrent players on on Steam. So the, the only million, other game to get over a million was Dota Two in twenty fifteen. It got one point two million. Mm. No other game has got within a sniff of a million, and this game's in excess of two million concurrent players on Steam. It is a juggernaut. Yeah. So is the question more <clears throat> what the fuck is early access? What does that mean? Well, anymore? that's the thing is mm. like early access, and I actually looked on their page to see what early access kind of meant to them. And early access meant that they could release this game to its like fullest, con- like the fullest of content. But they also have that accessibility to manipulate it, change it, and alter it for like how the community moves, mm. kind of thing. So just defining it as early access, I guess, gives it some leeway for like um, changing it up and like adding to it. So, um, Ark is one that was <clears throat> early access for like the longest time and then maybe made it three years. Yeah, like it was f- very, very long. And then I think maybe it got classified as full release once mm-hmm. it was released on console. So I don't know if once in December, <coughs> I believe this yeah, is December, dropping. December 12th um, is when it's dropping on the Xbox One X. Xbox mm. console exclusive. Yeah. So <laughs> fucking shout out to Microsoft for that because that is huge. Whatever amount of money that they paid Blue Hole for this, pay them more because this is a unicorn game. Yeah. So, and then is it is that then is that a full game? Well, then this, it's still justified. It right? ties into on this December twelve release is patch one point goes live. So that's the vaulting and, and some more bug fixes and tightening mm-hmm. up in the back end. So they are roughly saying that that will be the, the full version of the game. But that's the thing. It's this is a an ongoing evolving beast there will be new maps there'll be new items there'll be new weapons there'll be new vehicles like there'll be maybe new game modes who knows like brennan green has mentioned that he'd like to maybe try and put a single player campaign in there he's then retracted and then went back to it again but (laughs) it's it's going to be an evolving beast like most games are these days when is it when is it scheduled for release for december 12th PUBG, december 12th yeah all right so it still falls within this year but i guess my most doesn't fall within the award but this game came um, out in was it March? Thing does March it? April, right? I don't honestly know what's the what's the close off like. Uh, it, surely the <clears throat> it has to be before they're announced. It can't be pre-release. But <laughs> but when as you said, you hit it right <laughs> on the head. You paid full price for this game, so yeah. the price yeah. of twenty nine ninety nine USD. So it's it's thirty five dollars Australian thereabouts, and that's what it's getting released on on the Fuck, Xbox. This game has made money. This game has made so much million fucking copies of this game. Like, it is and it is the biggest story of the year. Yeah. And my biggest point, I guess, from all of this is that gamers out there think it matters, so therefore it should just matter. Yeah. It should be relevant. 100%. There, like, there and it's not guidelines. for everyone, and not everyone mm. likes it. And some people think it's a shitty game, mm. and some people think it's broken. And But it's a contender. Is it the... Is it... Does it deserve Game of the Year? No. Not for but everyone. But it deserves no. consideration. It deserves to be acknowledged. Mm. And like, there's... Okay, so Horizon. I didn't like Horizon. I, I don't know if I feel like it feel like it should get Game of the Year because mm. I didn't like it. So there's that underlining feeling as well of like whether it actually should win it or whether it should be a contender or Horizon not. Horizon Zero Dawn sucks. Fuck you both. No, I'm joking. It's I, a beautiful I game. It. I loved it. But, it was um, a good game. And, and that's the thing. There's no cut and dry. Here's the strict guidelines that a Game of the Year has to fall into. Mm. It, it is interpretive based off the panel that are awarding these games 
and, and at the same time, the, the voting is now open for this. The um, results will be announced, I think, December 12th. The Game Awards are, are live on, on Twitch and all the other platforms. Mm. So, so listeners out there, make your vote count. If you are hard against PUBG or you are firmly on it, get yeah, online. Yeah, vote for the one you want. Vote on them. Quick. Let's um let's just go through what else has been nominated for Game of the Year because I think the uh, other nominations are very deserving. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. There's Super Mario Odyssey. I haven't played that one. Persona Five, which I liked to see. I really enjoyed seeing that as nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and Horizon Zero Dawn. So those with PUBG are the five titles that are nominated for mm-hmm. Game of the Year. <clears throat> All justified. I, I, think so. I think this is a two-horse race between the two Nintendo titles, in my opinion. Which kind of makes me upset. Mm. You think? Why? What, what did you want to see? <clears throat> oh, like, and this is where I am conflicted because I'm trying to think of like all the things that did come out this year and what like what validates a game of the year. So, in my personal opinion, it should be like not artistically wise, but like you know, a good amount of like detail went into mm-hmm. the game. <clears throat> I feel like it should be enjoyable by all people, like on all levels. And, like, a game of the year should be just, like, the game that everyone liked to play, enjoyed to play, and is accessible to all. So that's why, and I hate saying this, I feel like Persona might not be the best game of the year. I'm so happy that it's a contender. I Mm. think that's the best compliment. Mm. Shout out to Atlas for that. I love that game, but it's not for everyone. No. And, and, uh, uh, like, looking at this list as well, like, you know, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Universal Praise... 10 out of 10 from every Everywhere, magazine. 97 on Metacritic, just like Super Mario Odyssey. So it's two of the highest rated games of all time on Metacritic. Mm. I really like the game, but it's not game of the year for me. No way in hell. There's, I've, there's games I've played this year. I'd put Stick of Truth above Breath of the Wild as far as fractured, my enjoyment. Fractured Butthole. Yeah, so Fractured Butthole. Always mix them up for some reason. Um, I'd put that above it. I'd put probably my time with Wolfenstein so far as overall enjoyment above it. It was so good it. seeing Wolfenstein, by the way, <laughs> with some nominations in there. It uh, like only just got released, but it's I already think best, had nom- um, best uh, voice actor or best character, one or the other. There's, a, there's, I think it's in there twice, <clears throat> maybe t- <clears throat> twice or three times. Blaskowitz is in there, though. Yeah, he is. As a he character, is. I think. Really surprised that that um, the the lady in it didn't get any kind of like the acknowledgement. Main, the main antagonist. Yeah. Any nods. Yeah, she's yeah. like from what I've seen, she's great. Yeah, so and and that's the thing; it will cause discussion and debate and divide in the gaming space because for every person that is in love with a Persona Five, there'll be ones that are in love with Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. Mm. I haven't played Mario Odyssey enough to say that it would be game of the year, but like from the several hours that I've put into it, I'm loving it. Mm. It is fantastic. It's, get, it's getting a lot of praise too, and, and I, I'm just loving seeing the return to form for Nintendo. Oh yeah. I remember before the Switch came out, uh I went on I went on a, a rant about how if the Switch fails, they might just re- reposition the company and just be a software house. Oh, for, uh, first quarter of 2016, <clears throat> um with sales at like record low, they were looking at yeah. um serious restructure if this didn't pay off. And yet the Switch is the highest selling console um several years running, I mean several months running now. Um, obviously on the back of Mario Odyssey has been the most recent spike through October like Mario Odyssey in the US is the highest selling game for, for in US for October and it was only out for three days of the month Yeah. so the hype is real Nintendo are doing phenomenal they're releasing games left right and center mm. there was like I think somewhere between 15 and 19 games released this week alone on the Switch Yeah. Mm. Um, and seeing a lot of these third party um, developers now get behind it too or, or pubs like you're seeing Bethesda push really hard with the switch mm. i think it's i think it's a great year for nintendo the switch and PUBG are the two biggest talking points for me 
for this gaming year. Yeah, definitely. And and back onto just PUBG, like and all these contenders in general, they start conversations and then the conversations go back to talking about the gaming awards. And remember, the gaming awards once upon a time was nothingness. Mm. They it didn't really <clears throat> get much hype. So the more controversy the more advertising mm-hmm. and then the more interesting the gaming awards goes but yeah I, I don't have a horse in the race with PUBG. i've got to say i really don't care if it's nominated or not because it is always an early access but mm-hmm. i think you can't deny its success um and that's got to be considered somewhere maybe I, not I as a game of the year <clears throat> there would probably be like another more suitable category like success story of most the uh, anticipated <laughs> game for it's- 2018 or so whatever. they've got the one, uh, the category now, which is like the continual, like gaming or something like that. The one where it's like you keep on playing it. Mm. And I think that's got Destiny in it, Overwatch in it, uh, GTA, uh, GTA 5 Online. Which oh. is just a whole nother beast again. That game if is If that insane. doesn't win that one though, <clears throat> like <clears throat> replayability, like continual replayability. Rockstar, just <sighs> the money factory. But yeah, it should be interesting to see who wins. Um, I my assumptions is is yeah, the, either the two Nintendo games are going to win it. Probably, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild, just because um, Mario Galaxy maybe is still there's a bunch of kids that maybe still haven't played it or mm. potential voters <clears throat> haven't played it yet. Yeah, so December seventh is is the is the live announcement. So you've got a few weeks to uh, cast those votes. I want to give a shout out to Team Cherry. Yeah. Who are Hollow Knight Boys. Yeah, the Adelaide based developer um, who got nominated. I'm gonna butcher the category. I was just trying to like scramble to find it really quickly, but it's some it's not best indie, but it is something like best new developer or best game from new developer. Um, for Hollow Knight. Which, That's awesome. <clears throat> fantastic. Uh it's, it's such a great game. I really love playing it. Uh again, it's three dudes, I think, from Adelaide mm. who put that <clears throat> together. It's phenomenal yeah. once again showing that you don't always need like big bucks to produce mm. a great quality content well you look at the other yeah. one like which i think should be in game of the year consideration as well as hellblade Send you i was sacrifice. surprised that it wasn't in there like it's it's definitely there's a lot of categories it's mm. definitely in but it actually wasn't <clears throat> in the, the the big one that's another small little studio like ninja theory small team delivered a game that looks better than a lot of triple a titles that dropped this year that touches on very very heavy sort of themes um the story's great the the combat's simple but it works and it's effective um the sound it's probably got some of the best sound in any game i've ever played the way they use that sort of mental illness borderline personality Mm. all these voices in in the, the the title character's mind like it's very jarring to play especially with headphones on like anyone that hasn't played it make sure you play it with some good headphones on because it is it is a trip and it makes you feel very uneasy. Mm. Holy shit! Yeah, Hellblade, love that game. It should be up there too. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of nominations, best indie, mm-hmm. uh, and a few <clears> others I saw. I don't know. Um, acting. Yes, acting, yeah. best voice the acting. Act- actress got in there, and she deserves it because yeah. from what I've seen, she's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. Y- you look at the developer diaries for that game on YouTube. Uh, it's really, really cool to see behind that. I might actually look at that because <clears> it just looks really interesting. Like the, her facial expressions in that game, just. Mm. Yeah, stunning. I don't want to end on a sad note, but I just saw this before I walked in here. The voice actress that um, voiced uh, Julia Chan in Tekken, but more famously Bulma in Dragon Ball, passed away. Um, so what happens with that? Like, it, it was, she, like, a pardon, I don't watch Dragon Ball. Um, is she still a continual character? Is she, was she, Bulma? Yeah. Oh, it's like, 
yeah, it's done and dusted. I don't think she's still doing Bulma. I don't know, Dragon Ball Super, but yeah. Okay. Um, mm. She had a lot of other work. I literally just saw it as a image. Paul one out on tonight. Stream. In in her respect. Yeah. Paul Speaking out of voice actors, um, or voicing, uh, Pikachu had a voice. Oh English my god! Voice. Talking English. Oh my god! Yeah. What the fuck what was the that? What was that? <laughs> I'm sure it's more of an inner monologue kind of thing, kind of like you know how they I, always have a dialogue, and it was just kind of like a hey, this is what he, he's really saying, Pika Pika. I saw bootleg footage. Of that shit. I think it, yeah. And he actually, uh, like, in Ash's embrace, in, like, what seems to be a final moment before something bad, he says something like, I just want to be close to you. Like, actually English. Which, in the realm of it's, Pokemon, Meowth speaks English all the time. Or speaks, like, <clears throat> people all the time. And then but Starmie you, and Star, you, you don't even use their own words <laughs> or <laughs> name as well, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Um, uh, just on Meowth's story, it is a sad story. I think that's one of the episodes of Pokemon where I cried and why yeah, he speaks everyone English. Choked up. Everyone choked up on that okay, one. So. Yeah, he was trying to impress another cat. We've all done stupid shit to impress women, though. So Remember when you tried to learn French? Um, Still trying. <laughs> Still trying. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the future uh, divorced ex-Mrs. Salim Abraham is going to be French. Or I'm Japanese, convinced. maybe. You might w- so wait, swoon her with orange juice. Take her out for some hamburger or... <laughs> I'm butchering that. Anyway. If, if you want to really impress her, you can talk about the week that was in gaming. This week in gaming. <laughs> and I only say that because there is some quality titles that were released in this past calendar week. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can find a, a girl that might be a fan of the Dragon Age franchise and say, hey, baby, in 2014, Dragon Age Inquis- Inquisition dropped. Do you want to uh, I wonder how that do a playthrough play. together? <laughs> of this single player game. Do you want to level my tune, baby? Do you think that'll work? I'm sure there would be someone out there that's Ooh, yeah. like... Pity there wasn't a female in this room that could Dragon confirm Age or Day. deny this. <laughs> yeah, why am I checking with you, dude? And you know what? If Dragon Age isn't her cup of tea, you'd be like, hey, you want to kill zombies together? Maybe bring two of your friends in Left 4 Dead 2. Bring Way two back of your in friends. 2009. How, how often has that just worked in a scenario? Let's make it a party. For me? Yeah. All the time. Oh, <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it's a hundred percent success rate. I reckon your first amount Baby, of success. Me and you are the last two left on Earth, plus your two friends. Let's let's kill make some it zombies. Let's make it work. Maybe it actually worked in 2006. Young Prime Salim, you know, about to come into adulthood. Sixteen gets a copy of Gears of War on the Xbox 360, yeah. and says, "Hey, baby, will you be my Coltrane to my Marcus Phoenix?" Let's kill some locusts together. Let's use this chainsaw sexually and then chainsaw in the bedroom. What do you say? I'll take that as a yes. 2005, Super Mario Galaxy was released. Yeah. One of the better Mario games. I never played it, but it got a lot of good... Um, yeah. It's up hype. there. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, GameCube? Galaxy, yeah. GameCube, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's Sunshine, Galaxy, and 64, and now Odyssey are sort of, sort of the four main tent poles of that, that universe that are getting all that praise. 2004, Half-Life 2. Yeah, I never played that one. Me either. I played Half-Life. I never I played loved Half-Life. Half-Life. I think I like was sick <clears throat> from school for like a couple of days in a row. To too much chainsawing. Way too much chainsawing. I'm I'm still waiting for for Valve to come out and say Half Life Three is confirmed. It's coming. Like, it's like the longest. I know. Like, I thought I confirmed that. Most anticipated. Now. Uh, it'll never it'll come eventually thing. for sure. I reckon. It's never gonna happen. Nah. I don't know. I don't know why you would. I'm sure it'll happen in because a world they where we make like more reboot. Money. And, yeah, exactly. Fuck! I hate this culture of like. <laughs> 
Money ruins everything. <clears throat> Money. To a degree. Money changes everything. That's you're going to go into another song then. 2004 also saw the release of a game that I actually played a lot, which is probably a bit embarrassing. Backyard Wrestling 2. There goes the neighborhood. And I think the PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, I can't remember. There goes the neighborhood. This was peak Backyard Wrestling days. Remember when you could see these, see these tapes and um, see it online, you know, jumping on that YouTube and watching these crazy average Joes near kill themselves in the backyard. Yeah. This one also had the Insane Clown Posse as playable characters. So if, <laughs> you, right, if, you're, a, if you're a juggalo homie, <laughs> I'm down. get on Backyard Wrestling 2 <laughs> and uh, throw some people... You know, off a roof onto a mattress and see what happens. 2003, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yes! Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! <clears throat> Fucking good game. Yeah, phenomenal game. One of the best kart games of all time. I think so. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see if they might try and bring some of that dynamic into a future um, kart game again where they do get that well, they're doing an, sidecar action style. No, they're bringing out <clears throat> those mini consoles. Like, let's Let's get that one back. Yes, please. please. Yes, please. Uh, and the last one in 2002 saw the debut of Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Oh. Sam Fisher and that grisly Michael Ironside voice skulking his way through the shadows. I'm sure this was like roughly the sort of same stage where I realized I fucking hate stealth games. I have yeah. no patience I'm for stealth games. I'm not a games. fan either. I'm not a fan either. But uh, I think, is it Splinter Cell or is it... Trying to think what it is. There was one I played the demo of where you had a taser, and if you tased people for long enough, they caught light. No, that's in um, Siphon Filter. Yes, Siphon Filter. Thank you. Which is I used to uh, love rolling around with that taser. Yeah. Just like in the demo, like I, re- I must have played that level like twenty times. Yeah, it's just like yeah. you get people. I, so I good. used to love so good. Those suckers they always fell for it. that series. I'm, I'm hoping they might make a new one somehow. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I played. I think I don't know if there was three. I know there's at least two Siphon Filter games. I played the shit out of both of them. Yeah, fuck Half Life yeah. Three. Give me Siphon Filter. Yeah, sign us up. I don't even know what that game was about. I have no idea. Tactical espionage action yeah. lending itself from Metal Gear Solid. You were like a SWAT guy, really, weren't you? <clears throat> yeah. 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 I think your name was Gabe. I think the lead character's name was Gabe. Gabriel something or other. Gabriel Filter. He sort of looked like Sterling Archer. <laughs> the character model looked like a poorly rendered Sterling Archer before Archer was a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Should we move into our final segment of the podcast? Because this has been a long one. Mm-hmm. iTunes review of the week. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> okay, so uh, this review comes in courtesy of iTunes user Brixton137, giving us that tasty five stars. And the iTunes headline reads, you guys are great. Aw. Thank you. I'm going to get that uh, get that immortalized in a tweet, I think. So... Fuck, my, my mouse isn't working. Sorry, technical <laughs> difficulties. So the, the review reads, have been a listener since early 2016. Sorry for not for only just getting around to reviewing, in brackets, usually listen via SoundCloud. So appreciate the time he's uh, he or she has taken the time to set up an iTunes account to write a review. That's yeah. some effort. Yeah. So uh, usually, usually listen via SoundCloud. The energy you bring is unlike the rest of the podcast out there. It's random, but works so well. Keep doing what you're doing. Brixton, thank you for those kind, delicious, tasty words. This is a day one listener. Mm. Early 2016 is when we started this whole thing. Yeah, late Jan. Late Can't Jan, we uh, kicked this yeah. off. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening this whole time and sticking with us. Thank you for going to all the effort of just making an mm. account to give us those reviews. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being a shining example in the podcast community that it doesn't take a long time to set up an iTunes account, wink, wink, to drop these reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up We're coming up on episode 100, hot and, hot and fast. Mm. Thick and fast, hot and heavy. I don't know. Oh, Combination. Oh. We're two. getting there really soon. This is 87. In theory, we're probably about 16 weeks away with the Christmas break. We haven't talked about when exactly the 100th episode will be, but it's coming up. And I want, for the 100th episode, the 100th review read. We're at like okay. 85 reviews or something now. So no, that's theory, 85 ratings. 85 ratings. We're, I think we're about 60 reviews. Oh, shit. So we, we, need, we need 40 reviews in the next few months Whoa. if you're going off that map. All right, guys, get cracking. I don't know. But Just anyway, high. Um, yeah, we read these reviews because we love getting this feedback from you guys. It helps us understand that you guys are out there. Mm. Um, it helps us come back every Saturday and yell at each other. Um, it's our lifeblood, as you like to say, Brendan. It also lets us know what you're enjoying about the podcast yeah. so we can keep giving you the good stuff. Yeah, good, good, bad or otherwise, feedback is key. So whether it be via review or whether you want to email us at hello8apit.net or hit us up at weareapit on the socials, DMs are open, slide on in. <laughs> give us that criticism. Give us that love. Give us that hate. Give us whatever you want to throw because we'll catch it and we'll hold it close. Speaking of hate, guys, we've got a very special thing coming up in two weeks. If you were listening last year, like our good friend Brixton, uh, you would have heard our Festivus episode. Ah, the the airing of grievances. The airing of grievances. Now, that was uh, a hell of a lot of fun. We did that from Old Hungry HQ. Uh, this year, we thought we'd stick with tradition. We're all celebrating Festivus. Uh, so we'll be doing a bit of a two-part dealio. Uh, the first is going to be the podcast in two weeks' time is going to be our Festivus episode for the year where we will voice our own airing of grievances. And believe me, I've got a bunch. And I'm sure you guys have a bunch as well mm-hmm. with the gaming world, but also with each other. Mm. <clears throat> this is going to be Looking fun. forward to it. And we want to open it up to the people at home as well. Yeah. So... Air your grievances. Air your grievances. Either... A, with the gaming world, or B, with us. If you have a grievance with us, let us know. It's the time to do it. It's the airing of grievances. Email hello at 8bit.net. Don't put it on iTunes reviews because uh, <laughs> it's the wrong place to do that. Yeah. Uh, no, email us hello at 8bit.net or on Twitter at weare8bit because mm-hmm. um, we are very interested. As Slide on into the DMs, your grievances. Yeah. Uh, and we will read them out, and you just might get some grievances thrown back at you. It's the time of the year for it. Very true. So airing of grievances, what is the other things that we do? Uh, the other thing we're doing is the feat of strength, oh which is the other significant part of Festivus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be in the form of a video. Up on YouTube. Up on YouTube. We're 8-Bit. YouTube.com forward slash we're 8-Bit. We're 8-Bit. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We will be in direct competition with each other to see who is indeed the strongest. Uh, we've got to put up a poll. We've got to put up a poll. That looks poll-esque. Close. It's poll-esque. <coughs> uh, the light stand that I'm looking at right now. Um, yeah. Mm. Let's get into it. First of us, it's on its way, people. Yeah. And, and on the back end of that, another thing um, you listeners can jump in on is our Game of the Year awards episode that will be tailing on the back end of festivus it's going to be our last episode for the year um we've got a, a small amount of uh 
award categories that we will be going through in detail. So head on over to 8bit.net forward slash G-O-T-Y. There is a, a little uh, simple simple sheet to fill out there. And uh, you will also be in the running to win one of the AU slash UK versions SNES Classic Minis or one of only three custom 8-bit skateboard decks that exist anywhere in the world. And that's open to users worldwide. We're not going to cap that just to AU or NZ. We'll fly this sucker wherever you are. So 8bit.net forward slash G-O-T-Y. Nominations close for that on December the 7th, I think. It should yeah, be that's Friday, right. and that's Australian um, AEDT, 12, 12 p.m. AEDT, December 7th. Get in on that because uh, we want to get the voice of the world in on this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the voice. Try, Try and, and understand, understand it. it. Make it yeah. and make it clear. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just want everyone to know there was a failed fist bump there. Yeah, I went for the high five. I went for the high five. Sam went for the fist bump. I went for the cooler option. Mm. I think cooler in the 90s. I wanted the snap because then the listeners would hear it. There, there it you is, go. guys. There you go. So... I guess that has been an episode. That was a lot, a lot of, a lot of opinion in yeah, that episode. Getting a bit, bit hot and sweaty. It was uh, pretty yeah. tense in here. Um, what do you guys got coming up this week that you're looking forward to? Any, anything you're doing? Any, any games that are dropping this week? What's, what's your closing uh, monologue? I need to go home and download Skyrim right now. Yeah, I on really want to. I really want to play Skyrim VR. I'm going to try and do that this week because that it looks really cool. How's your VR set going? Uh, it's really good. At the moment, it's made out of hopes and dreams. Yep, okay. Um, but I don't know. I'll find a way. Either that or plenty more Tekken 7 because got to keep the dogs down. If you think you want to run at the champ, come and get murked, suckers. Come and get murked. Talking to you, Pez. There's some Twitter banter going on again about the other champ, Pez. Yeah, he will be on our next episode. So he'll Absolutely. be rolling in for episode 88 next weekend. So next Adam week. Pez Perry, first From- of you Game Bro podcast. Yes. And many other things as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll be joining us next week. We probably should announce that too in the announcements. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Sorry, I'm looking Pez. forward to, not only I'm going to Thailand on Monday for a work junket till Friday. So if you never hear from me again, I'm probably in a Thai prison um, in all kinds of trouble. Or in a bath full of ice missing a kidney. That too. That too. Or, or kidneys are probably pretty shot. So power to them. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I'm going to be deep diving on Mario Odyssey on this trip. So yeah, nice. I'm excited to have a well-formed opinion come episode 88 on this potential Game of the Year contender. Mm. Very cool, bro. Until yeah. next time, I guess, find us all as a collective at We Are 8-Bit. Find me at Brendan 8-Bit. Yeah, you can get me at Salim TD. You can find me at Miss Ali Hum. Until next week, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8-Bit. Be sure to check out 8-Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture-related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls.